been ministering the last couple of weeks on He, the Spirit of Truth, and uh, we're going to, we're not going to finish it this week. I was hope, so hopeful. Um, well, who knows? Maybe you guys will. The last last group didn't. <laughs> I'm blaming them again. That first service group, man. Do we have any first service people here attending this week that normally come to the first service? Only one. Good. I have only, well, two people I've offended. Praise the Lord. It just got started. We're going to be, we've been, I'm not going to recap a whole lot this week because we've got some other stuff going on, but um, for your own sakes, if you haven't, uh, if you missed the last two services or part of them, go back and at the very end of John 15 and verse 26, it starts off, says, the when the helper comes, and that's the, the parakletos in Greek, also some translations will say the counselor, or the advocate, the comforter, those are all true, those are all parts of the parakletos, and that word in the Greek means the one who's been called alongside. So he has been called alongside of us. Um, so we've went through and we've looked at some of the major roles. And last week we looked at the ministry that he does to the world, um, that he convicts the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And I told you this week was going to be a little more encouraging because we're going to be looking at his role in us, the spirit of truth's role in us. Or how about make it real personal, say the spirit of truth's role in me. Amen. I think it's real important we put ourselves in the text when we can. When you can put your own name in a verse, um, it becomes a lot more real. And it'd be like Psalm 1. Like, I love to put myself in there. 
blessed is Steve. Amen? Not blessed is the man, blessed is Steve, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Like, all those things, like, put yourself in that. So, so we're going to look at today the, the benefit and the role of the spirit of truth in us. And we're going to pick up in our text in verse, oh, shoot, what did I tell you guys, 13? Is that, we got that going? And he says, however, which tells you there's something you need to know ahead of that, um, which we, we've covered last week. Um, I lost my spot. There we go. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will, underline guide, you, not your spouse, not the person we want him to guide, if they would just let the Holy Spirit lead him, right? How many of us said that statement? If they would just let the Holy Spirit lead him. Well, we need the Holy Spirit to lead us, and that's who he's worried about. He says he will guide you and then circle this word into, and we'll, we'll look at that a little later, all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, which tells you he has his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Oh, I'm so glad he does that. He will glorify me, this is Jesus speaking, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So, Spirit of Truth, I ask you to help me, guide me, lead me, prepare the hearts of the hearers today. Without you, we can do nothing. We're here because of you, and we're here to honor you and worship you. And you have been given us to lead us into all truth. So please do that for us today. Thank you. Amen. I want us to look at some, I just want to declare some things and get us to, to rightly view this spirit of truth, this comforter, this one that has been called alongside of us. And one of the first things I want us to see, and we're going to recap a little bit, but but. He is infallible, this spirit of truth, this paraclete, this advocate. He is infallible. Do you guys get that? Like, I, it's a, I have a hard time grasping. Like, he's infallible. He, he knows everything. Now, at this point, if I introduced you to a person that I'm infallible and I know everything, you're probably not going to like him very much. How many, of, how many of you actually met that guy? I have met that guy a handful of times. Perfect. I'm infallible. The next part. Knows everything. Am I ringing? Like, we don't like the people like that. How many, and I, I've, I've been around people and you're like, they can always one-up you. You're like, no, I guarantee I've got, I know something that they don't. And, and they're like, nope, I've actually done it twice and on different continents. <laughs> You're like, good Lord, I really don't like you. Now, this is a supernatural being that actually is infallible, perfect in every way, and actually does know everything. From beginning to end. And he has been called alongside of you. For you. As your helper. As your comforter. As the spirit of truth. Who is the only one who could come alongside of you. And lead you and guide you into all truth. I'm liking him. Like, I really like him, like, as dumb and I like him a lot, <laughs> right? Like, the more that I know him, the more that I love him. The more that I believe and know and discover him, like, dude, he's for real. Like, he does know it all. He, he does, like, have my best interest at hand. And he always does. 
It is so wild to me. I, I discovered this, and some of you are like, you are slow to discover things, but I discovered this truth. Um, about two years ago, it hit me like he really does want like my best intention. He, want what, he wants what's best for me all the time. Now, that's really like, duh, but here's something that blew my mind. I'm like, and even in interactions with people that I might be interacting with and struggling with, he actually wants what's best for them at the exact same time. Like, even someone I'm conflicting with, and I'm like, that can't be. Like, I don't even like them right now. <laughs> like, he's like, I love you, and I want what's best for you, and I want what's best for them at the same time. And every single person on the planet. <laughs> that guy has been called alongside of you. I'm pretty sure we need to, like, get real familiar with him. And we need to trust him and learn to allow him to lead us into all truth. And I keep seeing that into that. Circle that. If you didn't do it the first time, that's something we're going we're gonna to look at. Now, some of us, oh, praise the Lord. I'm going to come down here. I feel it. Some of us would rather not get to know him. And this is where the disciples were at. They were like, they were very upset. Like, Jesus, they could touch and see and grab. And they're like, I hear what you're saying, but I'm, I'm not like, and Jesus is like, I got to go. It's better for you that I go so the comforter, the paraclete can come. Because Jesus was limited to flesh and blood. He couldn't be everywhere all at the same time with all of them. So Jesus is like, it's better for me that I go. And they're like, uh, but you're here and I can grab you. And there's a lot of us that are in that same spot. We, we see our spouse as what we need. And you can lead me and guide me. And you can be my all in all and everything. And they're not infallible. I'm so, some, some of those people who were like newlyweds or like you haven't got married yet, I'm, I'm going to wreck your whole world. They're not infallible. They're not perfect. They are going to hurt you and disappoint you at some point in your life. Put your seatbelt on. And so will every other individual in your life. Except for he, the spirit of truth, the comforter, the advocate, the one called alongside of you. We want, you guys want me. To be that. I can lead you. And, and I fully understand what Paul said. Follow me, church. Follow me as I follow Christ. But you've heard me say, as I follow Christ. At anywhere along that path, I stop following Christ. Quit following me. And I will not lead you perfectly. Into all truth. I'll lead you to truth. But I don't know how to get you into it. I'm still trying to get into it. I am still following he, the spirit of truth. On my best day, I could say, hey, I think I found him. Come with me as I follow him. Amen? But I still have opportunities where it looks like that's the path. And I go, I think that might be the path. Because it sure looks good. Forgetting all the while... That Jesus said, and the Holy Spirit is there with a light going, dude, that is not the path. That's the wide gate. That's the, it, yeah, it looks like it because everyone's going that way, but that ain't the path. The path is over here. And I'm like, that cannot be the path. That does not look good. And you're supposed to prosper me. It's supposed to be butterflies and bubbles and the, the merry-go-round music all the time. And that is not it. But he's got the light going, this is the path. But that path has a hill. Yep. That's why you have boots and your feet are shod. 
but I don't like to climb. But that's where we're going. Like, we as people will go, oh, wait, you don't like to go that way? Well, there is this other way. People will, because they even care for you. Like, oh, yeah, that way does look a little hard. Maybe we should move it over here. And the spirit of truth is saying, um, this is where you need to be. Because this is where you're going to gain some strength. This is going to be where you're going to actually have some, you're going to be, you've been carrying stuff for a long time. And that heel is going to teach you, you need to let go of it. You're going on a journey and you think you need all this stuff. And guess what? There's only a few things you need. And the biggest one is me. If it's so comfortable, you're going to keep dragging all that stuff with you. Oh, you got to get up into the altitude, up into some steep terrain to where you're like, um, I better let that go. This thing's killing me. <laughs> there you go. I want you free. And we as people, we are fallible. The spirit of truth, he will lead you and guide you into all Truth is looked at like a bad word now. And it's it's not even like, we're not even realities anymore. Like, people, you can't have your own truth. There's the truth. And and I, like, I hear so many things, and, and I'm that type of guy. I'm like, if we're going to do, I'm like, let's push it to the end. Like, like, let's just put the throttle down and see what happens with this thing. Right? I mean, that's what I like to do. Like, hey, that thing's fast. <laughs> How do you know? the throttle down right i told you that thing was fast <laughs> but you know something right so if we're going to play in this fantasy land of like there's real no ob objective truth and in your own reality your truth can be this like i'm like cool that really nice motorcycle that you believe is your i believe it is mine so my truth tells me that it is thank you but that's my truth. You have, you, have to, you have to agree with my truth because that's my truth. Well, my truth is, is that money that's in your wallet doesn't belong to you. It's mine. You have to agree with me because that's my truth. Oh, wait, you want to be in reality? That's offensive. You see this is truth. A hundred percent. It's so much so that, like, I like this, like, do you think judges believe, a good judge believes that you can have 15 different truths? You think they're looking for that when they go to court? Well, but, I mean, do you think it would go well if it was, but your honor, I believe I'm actually a police officer. I can't drive 120. Like, I was in pursuit. Are you following me? He's going to say, reality is that you are not a police officer. You have not been trained. You don't have a badge. You haven't been uh, hired as a police officer. But my truth is, I don't care what your truth is. Here's the truth, right? When you go to court, they, they, I don't know if they still do, but they used to say, I know what they say before you go, you have the right to remain silent. <laughs> Just say, like, you should use that right. <laughs> Some people don't have the ability. That's a whole different thing. But when you go into court and you're going to swear and give a testimony, they say, do you swear to tell what? So help you God. So tell the truth. And, and what do you do? You put your hand on an absolute truth and you swear by an absolute truth God. We're not in that world. Well, I'm in that world. <laughs> I'm still in that world. And I'm going to remain in that world because that's the truth. There is not like your truth. And we have this amazing 
paraclete that's been called alongside of us, and his name is the Spirit of Truth. And he leads us and guides us into all truth. So church, if there's ever a group of people who shouldn't be confused about the truth, it's us. Amen? Did I get where I was going? I don't even know. Lord, help me. We, as people, are at some point along the way, if you're following me, I'm going to go off course in something. Whoever you're following, if they're a natural human being, is going to go off course at some point, somewhere. How many have found that to be true? But he is infallible. He knows everything, the beginning and the end, and he will never lead you off course, ever. He will never do it. We people will do it, but he won't. We need to rely on him a lot more than we rely on people. Like, I, I use this sometimes with about the Lord. Like, like to me, he's he's the he's super, like he's the super god. He's the superhero. He he's the only one with a cape. I am not the cape crusader. I'm not even like I'm not even Robin. Like, I'm 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 a sheepdog on a good day. Like, he's the good shepherd. Like, I'll bark at you and get you back where you need to get. And, like, go over there and try to be like, no, 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 that ain't the way. Go this way. But I'm not the one, like, leading the way. He is. So if you're just all looking at me for, I'm going to be like, dude, I'm just like you. I'm following the spirit of truth. Like, the best thing I can do is go, like, you need to follow the spirit of truth. Are you with me? I'm not shirking my responsibility. I'm, I am accountable to do that. John the Baptist wasn't the light. He pointed towards the light. Church, that's what we're supposed to do. I'm not the light. He's the light. But here's what we are. We are salt we are salt and light. We represent Christ, but we're salt, and salt is a preserving agent. And church, we, we, this is free. We need to preserve this world. Sin corrupts. A little yeast spoils the whole thing. This world is being corrupted by sin, and we are supposed to preserve, keep it from being corrupted. You only can do that if you don't go along with the fantasy world and the false realities, you have to come along in truth and in love. In truth and in love. And say, that's not the truth. This is the truth. And be a preserving agent. If you agree with the corruption, you agree with the decay, you are going to give an account because you know the truth. You've heard his voice. You know that this is true. And if someone else is preaching another gospel or something outside of that, you're responsible because you've been given the truth and the paraclete, the one who comes alongside of you that Jesus said, we're going to read here in a minute, that also lives in you. Woo. Here's good news. If I give myself completely to the spirit of truth, to the Holy Spirit, I have no fear. I can live in no fear of getting off track. Now, when I was newly saved, I was afraid all the time of getting off track because I was like a get off tracker. <laughs> Professional get off tracker. I was like squirrel. Like I would argue with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I still do. Like how many how many of you are that guy? The spirit of truth is, is telling you, like, this is where you should go. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> Infallible, knows everything, cannot lead you astray. Are you sure about that? Has never led me astray, has always brought me to good, has, and I'm still dumb enough to go, hmm, I think I might know better. I know, I'm the only one. You guys are just like, yep, you're crazy, bro. 
the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, is ever present. Ever present. He doesn't take time off. He doesn't sleep. He knows all and what's to come and you. Way better than you know yourself. He is ever present. He don't take time off. He, he skips recess. He don't play. <laughs> Some of you will get that later. <laughs> if you have your Bible open, turn back a page. Well, in my Bible, it's a page. It might be two in yours, but John 14. Jesus told him ahead of this. John 14, 15 through 18. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper. And that word means just like me. He will give you one just like me. He will give you another one just like me, that he may abide with you forever. Jesus didn't abide with them forever. He's saying, I'm going to give you a one just like me, but he will, and that word abide, that's a good word right there, abide with you forever. I mean, he ain't going anywhere. He's right here. He's stuck like Chuck. He's on you. He's with you. And then he says, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. You know, it's so interesting that this spirit of truth says the world doesn't know him. The world doesn't see him. Like, have you ever noticed that? Like, you're like, what is wrong with these people? How come they can't see what's going on? They are, I'm going to just word it this way. They are not on the same frequency. Like, they're not tuned in. Like, have you ever had, like, I know young people don't know this, but old, like, there was a dial. There was a dial, and you would turn the dial and find stations, and you could you would roll it, or and then you would kind of move an antenna and like tune in. Okay, there it is. Like when when the spirit of truth comes, when the Holy Spirit comes and, and abides in you, you're like tuned in. You are on that frequency. That channel is on. That dimension has been opened up, and the world cannot see it. They don't hear it. They're not understanding it. And you're like, what the heck? Right? How many, and I'm going to prove it. How many of you, before you received Christ, you read the Bible some? I hear, I used to hear this all the time when I preached in the jail. They're like, bro, I don't even understand the Bible. I'm like, I know you don't. Neither did I. Like, I would read it, and I'm like, I don't get why these people, like, what's the big deal? Like, this thing is, like, and for one, when you're reading King James, it's also not helping you a whole heck of a lot. You know, I'm at those KGV only fans, I just offended the snot out of you guys. If you don't understand what you're reading, I'm pretty sure the Holy Spirit would say, hey, how about you read something that you can understand? Like, God wants you to understand so you can get the knowledge. It doesn't do you no good if you don't understand it. So that frequency comes on. But if the frequency ain't on, you don't have that spirit of truth that come alongside of you, that lives inside of you, with you as you're reading. And that was radical to me when I did get saved. I started reading the Bible. I'm like, whoa. Like, someone turned the lights on. Like, I'm understanding this. Not that I understood every little thing, but I could read it. And I'm like, and, and something was like talking to me. There's like a frequent, there's like a channel of something's going on now. Yeah, that's the spirit of truth. He is awesome. And he comes and opens up. And reveals. And that's part of the role. And that's why you need him. And you need to trust him. Where am I going? Frequency. The world doesn't see him. But you know him. For he dwells with you. And this is what Jesus says about him. when, Because he knows he's leaving. He says he will be in you. Whew. I won't leave you orphans. I will come to you. He's saying, don't worry, I'm not leaving you. Like, I'm just coming to you differently. 
isn't that cool? He said, there's going to be another like me, but he will be with each one of you, which is so ridiculous. Like, bro, he's with you. When you're at work, he's with you. Like, and we, we can't replace that. Guys, your, your wife can't be with you all the time. And for some of you, your wife is like the Holy Spirit. I will say sometimes the voice of the Holy Spirit does sound like my wife. been known to hear the Holy Spirit through her a time or two. But she's not. The paraclete. She can't lead me and guide me into all truth. She will do her best, but she's not him. Ladies, your husband is your covering, but he's not your God. You got to know the spirit of truth for you. Mom and dad can't be that. Grandma and grandpa can't be that. You got to know the spirit of truth. You got to know Holy Spirit for yourself. Because, boy, he knows you. Jesus was not ever present. I can't, <laughs> I can't and won't be. How about that? <laughs> I love being with you all, but there's some people no matter what. Like, I can't be everywhere and do everything. That's why I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to pretend to be, like, this superhero pastor. I'm not. I'm not a superhero. I'm, I'm a pastor, but I'm not a superhero pastor. We have a superhero God. And, and I don't have a superhero edition Bible. The pastor's edition with all the special verses that have the easy answers and the quick fixes. I don't get that one. If someone has it, <laughs> you've been holding out and I'm upset. I got the same Bible that you have. I don't get the special number to call for prayer that it just goes instantaneously. I never have to fight through, not feeling like he's hearing me. Not, none of that. I don't get that. I have to fight through that. I have to sometimes know, like, I don't feel you. I don't know. Like, if I did something, please let me know. But maybe sometimes he's just like, you need to have some faith. Like, you need to quit start learning about, like, you don't have to live on feelings. You need to understand, like, I'm everywhere all the time, dummy. I didn't go anywhere. What do you mean you don't feel me? I'm right here. Oh, does that sound like maybe that happens? Yeah, and I have to deal with that. And I have to go, Lord, the truth is, is you're right here with me. So then I talk to him. Or I just shut up and listen sometimes. It doesn't matter. I, I know you're here. Sometimes I got to go for a drive and I look over and picture you're right there with me in that seat. Sometimes when I pray, I picture because I might not feel it. I'm going to open my eyes and just, you're sitting right across the table from me. I'm going to talk to you like that. That's what we got to do. Some of us, we put our trust in Google. The early church didn't have Google. Some of us put our trust in commentaries, YouTube, pastors and people that preach, and that's okay, but I get, they're not with you. The early church didn't have any of that, but you know who they had? Him, the spirit of truth. He was, they knew him intimately. They relied on him intimately. He was with them everywhere they went. And church, we better get to know him. Because where we're headed, we need the spirit of truth to lead us and guide us. He knows what's coming before it comes. I love that. How many of you have been led by him? 
How many of you have been led by Google? I got led by Google last night. That was a joke. It said turn left. I was like, I don't think that's right. In a lot of different ways, <laughs> you know, left isn't right. But it wasn't right also. It was wrong. <laughs> See, the Holy Spirit's never wrong. He's never like recalculating. <laughs> recalculating. What are we going to do now? He's like, that's where we're going right there. And for those of us, <laughs> I'm saying those, those of us who think we know the route and have failed many times, I need you to get free. Let, let that go. Let that go. Because the Holy Spirit, that, that one that comes alongside of you, anytime I've crashed and burned and got off course, he didn't come and kick me. He's like, dude, man, you're bleeding and you're a mess. Good, that was stupid. He came and picked me up, nurtured me, lifted me up. Let's go this way. Amen? Whenever we don't understand a scripture or a situation, anyone ever been there? Situation sometimes even harder than scripture. But either of those, I've learned that if we don't understand something or a situation we're in, we can pray and ask him. Like, I don't have to just go Google something. I don't have to go into a commentary. I don't have to go like, and those are okay. I hope you're hearing me. I'm not against that. But you have this spirit of truth, comforter, paraclete that comes alongside of you, and he will reveal things. Like, I've had the Holy Spirit, when I... Like, when I got saved, I was in jail, and I'm not proud of that. It just was. I didn't have Matthew Henry. I didn't have Google. I didn't have a pastor. I didn't have anybody in there that believed in the Lord. It's not where I was at. And I would read the Bible, and I had read the Bible in jail before. I read, like, the whole New Testament one time um, in, I don't know, 12 or 13 days probably, because I was, it doesn't matter. I just was in a spot where I didn't have anything else, so... <laughs> It was like, well, that's the only thing I got to read, so I read that. And, but it didn't, it didn't like come alive because I didn't really surrender completely. But when the last time, like, and this is wild, I don't recommend, just, I read the book of Revelation first, and then I read Ezekiel. And I actually had people were like, I remember telling my uncle, he's like, what are you reading? I'm like, Revelation and Ezekiel. He's like, what? <laughs> like, read John. I didn't. I kept reading. And I remember, like, one of the first questions I got to that I was like, I, this does make no sense, was Revelation 3, the church of Laodicea. And he says, I would rather you be hot or I would rather you be cold. And that just struck me funny. I was like, what? It kind of messed. Anyone ever have the words mess up your picture of God? Because in, in my world, God would never want anyone cold. And he just said, I would rather you be cold than lukewarm. And I'm like, lukewarm is better than cold. Like, don't you know? Right? I'm like, Lord, this seems pretty elementary here. Like, cold, lukewarm, hot. Lukewarm, better than cold. So I struggle with that. And I'm, and I'm wanting to understand. So I don't know no better. I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me with this. You're going to have to show me why. Like, this doesn't make sense to me. Why on earth would you want someone cold? And he didn't answer right away. But that night, I'm laying down, minding my own business. And he begins to talk. And he said, the reason I would rather someone be cold is because when you're lukewarm, you think everything's okay. When you're lukewarm, you don't think you need heat. He goes, but when you're cold, you know that you're not hot. You know that you're in need of the fire. And I was like, whoa. Very simple, very true, very awesome. I would have never come up with that. And guess what? I didn't get that. And I've not read a Bible commentary yet. I've looked. I'm like, someone else is probably. Nope, it's not in a Bible commentary. The Holy Spirit, though, he's a good teacher. He, if you ask. So I encourage you, like, ask the Holy Spirit. 
Talk to him. Get on a relationship with him. You don't, like, situations will come in your life. You'll go like, it's going to mess up your picture of who God is and what you thought he is. And you're going to go, what? And you're going to have to say, you're going to have to help me with this. You're going to have to show me. And he's so good, he will. He'll come alongside of you and show you. But sometimes, sometimes you're going to ask and ask and ask or want to know something, and he's going to say, I don't know. You don't need to know that right now. Like, sometimes I go on squirrel trails, I'm like, ooh, ooh. Ooh, I wonder what's that all about. And I start studying. I'm trying to figure it out. And I know I, I'm not happy with the answers I'm finding. And like that, there's more. And the Lord's not telling me. You know what that means? You're not on the right track. Continue on with what you were doing. Like, we'll get to that when you need that. Amen? It's, he's not with, he, he's just like, look, bro, you got some other stuff I need you to work on. We'll get to that then. Okay? You got, does that help anyone? But how you get results and how you get the Lord to answer is that you must ask him. Ask, and you shall receive. And you ask in prayer and in faith, believing that he will answer. It unlocks the mysteries. It unlocks the great treasure to be found. I know I'm not the only one that's found some great treasure, like some spiritual truth, some things that have set your life on the right course. Now, I'm going to tell you something, and I'm not, I'm, there's no college that can give you that education. There's no college that gives you that education. That early church that we see in the book of Acts, they weren't the most educated folks. Paul had a great education, but Paul had to really unlearn most of what he learned. But he had an education with the Holy Spirit. That early church had an education. They had a knowledge of the Holy Spirit, and they relied upon the Holy Spirit, and they had a faith, and they walked in a confidence that we read about and we go like, almost think it's a fairy tale. I was really quiet. Am I, the, am I the only one that's being honest? Sometimes we look at that and we go, and we'll, we'll try to prove it. Well, yeah, but that was for the apostles. Well, that was, you know, they had, that was for them. Um, the Holy Spirit hasn't changed. He and God are the same. They don't change. And it's not the acts of the apostles. It's the acts of the Holy Spirit. And that same spirit lives with you. It lives in you. And Jesus said, we'll guide you and dwell with you and lead you into all truth. Because that's what he's doing. Recapping again. However, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Aren't you glad that he's a guide? Like, I don't know too many people. If I invited you, like, hey, I'm going to go to Africa we're going to go to Kenya to this um, wildlife preserve, and we're going to go hunting. You want to go? I'd have some questions. First, like, have you done this before? Have you been there? Nope. Do you know what kind of game are there? Nope. Do you know what kind of supplies we're going to need? Nope. Do you know what kind of weapons we're probably? Nope. Does that sound like a trip you want to go on? Nope. I've been there. There's a lot of things that don't like you. Even the weeds are evil. Everything has thorns, and they're big, big, big thorns. Everything wants to poke you, scrape you, kill you. Nope. Like, we went on a <laughs> safari. I'm going off track just for a second. We went on a safari, and our driver was very interesting, and it, had, it rains there a lot, and we went through some, like, things, and then... I'm like, bro, I don't think you should drive through that because, like, I've, I've played in the mud a little bit. And we're in, like, a van that, like, had, doesn't, like, the top comes off and you can look out. And I'm like, bro, seriously, I don't think we should go. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I had just prayed, Lord, I want to see some mud. I'm, I swear, 
And I'm like, Lord, cancel that request. We got to get out now. And I seen a dead hyena, like right before there. And I started, I'm like, dead hyena. What kills a hyena? The only thing that kills hyenas are lions. So that was not a good guide. But we have the spirit of truth who is perfect, infallible, knows everything, the beginning and the end, and he has been called alongside of you. And he will lead you and guide you, not into some truth, all truth, and not to it, but into it. Are you ready for that? we got to eat here shortly. Don't worry, I haven't ate, so I'm probably hungrier than you are. <laughs> I do that on purpose. You're like, it don't work. <laughs> the Greek word for guide you is padegio. It means he literally and figuratively guides you and leads you. So the spirit of truth points the way through the mazes <laughs> of our worldly roads and paths. And there's a bunch of them, is there not? You guys been to LA down south recently? We came, went down to San Diego. Man, there is a lot of paths. And I, I was reading that, I was like, yep, there are so many different roads, so many different exits, so many different ways, and this way and that way, and it'd be really easy to get jacked up, right? And you could be like, and then you get jacked up, you're like, I'm never finding my way back. That's what, that's what, that's what the devil wants. Get you off track, and then you just like, I'll never find my way back. I've gone too far. I've done too much. There's... And he's like, yep, you have. You've got to follow this guide we have. Because he knows the way. He knows the route. He don't need to recalculate. He will guide you through the dangers that are along the path. If we listen to his voice and his teaching, we will avoid many wrecks. That's what I call them. I've been in so many wrecks, natural ones, and way more spiritual ones. I like the guide. I've learned the guide is good. He will lead us away from the path of destruction. The Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. Here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. If you guys want to put some feel-good closing music or something, that'd be awesome. I, on my best day, can lead people to a truth. And that's all you're going to be able to do. We can lead people to the truth. But he can lead you and them into a truth, which is a whole different thing. Like, I can lead people to the truth. Like, I can say, like, if you're, if you're not saved, if you haven't made Christ your personal Savior... And you've violated God's law, and all of us have. You've broken the law. So you're in need of a Savior, because the wages of sin is death. Like, I can teach you that. I can tell you. I can convince you of that truth, that Jesus came and paid your price of death and debt that you couldn't pay. And without him, you are not going to make it. But you have a way, and he is the way. Like, I can show you biblically. And I could bring you to that, but I can't put you in him can't bring you into it the spirit of truth comes alongside that truth and he guides and he leads you into all truth i can't lead you into the baptism of the holy spirit i can show you biblically i can show you the scripture i can ask him to come and ask jesus to baptize you into the holy spirit but I can't do it. None of us can. He brings us into all truth. How many of you, I did share this with the first group. It would, it's so limited if we don't allow him to do that. There's certain things in our life that are really, really good that God wants to do for us and lead us into, but we come to a point of the truth, we get led to the truth, 
but we don't step across into it. Like, how would it feel if I told you and led you to, I said, dude, I know where there's so much treasure. I know where it's all at. And I bring you to it. And I show you the safe, the vault, and it's huge. And you're convinced it is full. It, it, is, it is stacks of $100 bills, yo. And you go, okay, well, how do we get into it? I don't know. There it is. Truth, it's there. How do we get into it? I don't know. What good is that? What good have you done? What if I tell you all about Disneyland? I actually drive down to Anaheim. We get to the gate. You could see the castle. And you're like, yeah! I brought you to it. Are you going to be like, okay, cool, let's go home? Oh, no, no, you're like, dude, what? How much is the ticket? What do we got to do to get in there? You guys, I can bring you to it. I don't know. You need him, the spirit of truth. He leads you and guides you into all truth. And I'm going to tell you, not all these truths look like Disneyland. You're going to have to allow him, because I'll promise you, Pastor Jay brought you to a bunch of truth. Your other pastors have brought you to a bunch of truths. I may have brought you to some truths, but until you allow the spirit of truth, that paraclete, who knows all, knows the beginning from the end, who loves you and knows what's best for you to come and guide you into those truths, you're standing outside the door. And you're more miserable than you were before you ever got there because you can kind of see it, but you're not going into it. Are you with me? I, I had something happen to me last night, actually yesterday. The Lord is so good. He sets us up. How many of you have ever been set up by the Holy Spirit? It was a setup. Me and my wife had had some conversations. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> you ever have conversations with your wife? <laughs> now, we don't conversate that often. <laughs> but we were conversating very well yesterday. <laughs> In reality, it was. It was, it was good because you don't want to bury stuff. You got to talk. You got to bring it out. And sometimes you got to take a break and come back and talk. And sometimes it requires three breaks. So it was a three-break conversation. And we had been invited um, to go to a comedy show. And Michael Jr., I don't know if any of you heard him. Dude's hilarious. Um, so I was like, cool, man, let's go do that. We hadn't had a date night in a while, and man, set up. And my wife, sometimes voice who can sound like the Holy Spirit, had said something during our last conversation and it was different and I, I, I was smart enough or the Holy Spirit got through the thick brain enough to go like, there's something there. I didn't understand it all, but I knew there's something there. That was led to it. Right? It was led to it. Oh, but he put me in it. At a comedy show. Blew my mind. He, he let go of some stuff from, it's over 40 years. Brought me into a truth that I couldn't see and was, it was twisted. I couldn't, and I, I couldn't get it. And it was a, it was an issue that every time we would get to that point, it hurt. And it wasn't my fault. Nobody else. You guys kill me. It wasn't my fault. It was her fault. It was her fault. <laughs> one brave or dumb, I don't know which one, but 
<laughs> we'll do some counseling afterwards. <laughs> no, like, I get it. That's where I was at. Like, yeah. The Lord did something so beautiful. I'm going to show you. I'm going to, I'm going to, I want you to do this with me. I told you to think about whatever that, whatever that was early on. I don't know what, but whatever it is, I want you to feel it. If you don't know what that means, just close your eyes for a minute. When I did that, I felt it. And I felt it in my heart, in my chest. You might feel it in your stomach. You might feel it. I don't know where you feel it. Now I want you to do something. Now go back and try to find the first time you ever felt that. Now I'm not going to, I'm not, while you're doing that, I'm, I'm not one of these that are like, hey, we need to go back and revisit and stay in the past. No, you're, the Lord did something so fast when I went back and just recognized that's where I first felt that. It was like ding, 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 ding instantaneously I'm like oh my lord and I know like I, I'm free 40 something years so you owe it to yourself to ask the spirit of truth the Holy Spirit to come with you let him lead you and guide you into some places that aren't going to be comfortable some of those conversations aren't fun some of those places he wants to take you, you're like, no. Oh, but let me tell you, it was so, it was quick. It was identified. It was, this is that, this is that, this is that, this is that. And I went, oh my gosh, thank you, Lord. I'm free. I'll promise you that I know, like, it was, I can look now at what this was. And every single time I'm going to, I, I know the truth. I've been free. I see it. It will not have, it's not going to. Like, I guarantee you, I know. That's what the spirit of truth can do. So I'm going to give you some time. Let him take you there. Let me pray with you. And if you if you don't want to do this, then don't. He knows your heart anyway. But if you're brave enough, pray this. Holy Spirit, lead me and guide me into all Identify why this thing is bothering me so much. Please identify that. I want to be free. I can't do this by myself. If you're not willing to do this, I'm going to promise you, you're going to keep having this over and over and over. God will keep bringing those opportunities before you to keep having that thing hit you in the face over and over and over because he wants you free. Remember last week? So that you could be like little children. He wants you free like a little child. And most of the time that stuff goes back there. Lord, Holy Spirit, come pour out on your people. Pour out on your people right now. Lord, bring the truth. Holy Spirit, bring the truth. Shame, go. Fear, go. Lies, go. Truth, come. You don't have to be afraid of the truth. If you know the truth, it will bring you freedom. Freedom, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. I'm not the only one that's been getting fed up by the Holy Spirit. I guarantee you there's some people here today. You needed this. And for some of you, it's just the first step. There's going to be more. I know I'm not done. Do not allow lies and things of the past to rob you of your future. 
God wants way more for you than you even know, beyond any hope, dream, thought you can possibly dream. He wants you so much more free. He wants you like a little child again, completely free. He says, come unto me, all of you who are weary, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy. dismiss those of you who are praying it's going to be some time you're more than welcome to stay here um, those who are i'm going to ask you just to be 